Years ago, a guy by the name Philip Keller wrote an interesting commentary on Psalm 23. I say it's interesting because Philip Keller actually was a shepherd. Now, shepherding was a common profession back in the days of David, but today it's not so commonplace. And that's what makes the insights of Philip Keller so intriguing. You see, what is unknown to us resonated deeply with an actual shepherd. Today we pick up our story of Psalm 23 and verse 2. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. Now, when I first read that verse, what stuck out to me was that phrase, He makes me lie down in green pastures. Why would a shepherd have to make his sheep lie down in what they've been longing for? Well, I didn't really understand ever having to make something smaller than yourself lie down until I became a parent. Parents, I'm sure you can connect with me on this, that there are times, especially during the toddler years, when you are forcing your child to take a nap because what they need most in that moment is rest. In the same way, there are times where shepherds forced sheep to rest because it's what they needed and what was best for them. The shepherd, Philip Keller, noted that there are four common conditions that keep sheep from lying down on their own. First is fear. What are sheep afraid of? Well, everything. Again, sheep had no natural defense mechanism. And so when they were moving from one terrain to the next, they could be terrified by literally anything. And if it wasn't about an animal, maybe it was a noise or even the unknown. Now, the truth is, is that we are often plagued by fear ourselves. Is there a worry that's keeping you up at night? The Apostle Paul wrote in his letter to Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, For God did not give us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and self-control. The Good Shepherd does not lead us to fear. Instead, the Good Shepherd gives us power, gives us love, and gives us self-control. In short, the shepherd gives us rest. The sheep would move from one land to the next and they would be afraid of everything around them. And so the shepherd would make them lie down and help them overcome their fear. And in the same way, the good shepherd helps us overcome our fear with the power of the Holy Spirit. The second condition that Philip Keller pointed out that keeps sheep from lying down on their own is actually friction among the sheep. This is true, that if there's friction in the flock, there's going to be no sleep for the sheep. Being a youth pastor for many years, I would often go on trips and camps and retreats where large groups of students would all be sleeping in the same room. And every year in the guy's cabin, there was always that one kid that just had too much sugar and just couldn't go to sleep. And he'd be loud and make lots of noise and he would keep the rest of us up. And I know for my wife and some of the other female leaders that in the girls' cabin, there was always one event or one drama centered around one or just a few girls that would end up keeping the entire cabin up for the night. 
In the same way that if there is friction in your life, if there is friction in your relationships, that it's going to be difficult for you to find rest. Now, the role of the Good Shepherd is to step in and mediate where necessary, to separate those that need to be separated, and to draw close that those who need to be drawn close to Him. This is the role of a shepherd. That if the shepherd can ease the minds of the sheep, if the shepherd can ease the friction of the sheep, then sleep and rest can be had by all. If you're experiencing friction in your relationship, I want to challenge you to do two things. First, give that relationship up to the shepherd. Remember that you cannot be the Holy Spirit for somebody else. But what you can do is things like forgive or apologize where needed. And the second thing I want to encourage you to do is to go to the person with which you have friction. Now, I want you to do this within reason. If the right thing to do in that moment is have healthy boundaries or to really get away from an unhealthy situation, I want you to do that. But most times in our relationship, we handle conflict by withdrawing. But what happens when we withdraw or we really confront with force is that we end up feeling this friction and this anxiety and this worry that keeps us from truly finding rest. So if you're experiencing friction in your relationships, first give it to the shepherd and second, when appropriate, go to the person. And if you need to forgive, choose to forgive that person. If you need to apologize, own whatever part of the situation that you really did, said, or didn't do, or didn't say when you should have. So the first two conditions that keep sheep from lying down on their own is fear and friction. The third condition, as laid out by Shepherd Philip Keller, is actually flies. Yeah, flies are going to be a common theme in this series, and it seems like, really, are flies that big of a deal? Well, the truth is, is that sheep are so annoyed by flies that there have been documented cases where sheep have literally run off a cliff to avoid interacting with a group of flies or beaten their head literally to death. Now that seems extreme, doesn't it? Sometimes the smallest things can have big impact in our lives. I was reminded of this fact when this summer we had a congruence of a couple factors. First, we have a newer dog in our home, and so a dog's using the backyard as a restroom, which attracts flies. Second, we live in the valley of Phoenix, Arizona, which reaches temperatures that are insane. And so to try to beat the heat this year, we purchased one of those uh, wholesale uh, above ground pools for our kiddos. Well, when you have a lot of water, that also attracts flies. And at the same time, we put in a few new plants in the backyard. And so you had water throughout the yard, water in a new pool, and a dog leaving some restroom stuff in the backyard. One morning, my wife and I woke up and we went into the backyard and it seemed like we were being full on attacked. There had to be over a thousand flies in a short window and they were just landing on anything and everything. And we we're like, ah! And so we went out and bought a bunch of traps and different treatments and things to get rid of those in our backyard. Now, a lot of flies can be annoying, but you know what can also be annoying? One, one fly. 
In fact, there was a time when I was on a student trip where I was having a personal quiet time with God. I had my Bible out. I was praying. I was asking for God's direction in my life. The sun was setting. I was on top of a mountain. I could see endless miles of forest. And you know what I was thinking about? The one fly that kept buzzing in and around my ear. What's that one thing that keeps you up at night? Is it a sinful habit or addiction or something that you keep obsessing over? Sometimes the smallest things keep us up, just like that single fly distracted me from having an incredible, powerful time with God. Don't let the flies distract you in this life. Instead, give the situation, give the relationship, and give whatever sin you're battling, whatever is that issue, whatever is that little fly or group of flies in your life, give that over to the Good Shepherd. The fourth condition that keeps sheep from lying down in green pastures is actually famine. Yeah, you would think, how can sheep be hungry when they are surrounded by green pastures? Well, sheep need to be guided in every situation. Sheep will eat anything, everything, and sometimes nothing. When they would go into a pasture, the Good Shepherd would go ahead of them and pull out the poisonous plants so that when they entered a green pasture that they would only feast on what was good for them. In the same way, as that passage says that He leads me beside still waters. Yes, sheep could drink from running water, but being by still, calm water gives you a sense of peace and comfort. Because sheep would drink anything. <laughs> That means that they would drink polluted, contaminated water that would cost them their health and maybe even their life. So let me ask you, what are you consuming right now in your mind and in your heart that is costing you your spiritual, your mental, and your emotional health? You see, what you think about, what you feed on, is like the food and the water that you drink on a daily basis. Paul wrote in Romans chapter 12, really beginning there in verse 1 and 2, really focusing in on verse 2, he says, don't be, don't be conformed to the patterns of this world any longer, but instead be transformed by the renewal of your mind. So instead of feeding on the contaminated, polluted plants and, and really diluted waters of this world, instead choose to rest and eat from the green pastures and the still waters that the Good Shepherd has laid out and brought you to. See, we don't want to lie down on our own. We don't like being told what to do. And sometimes fear, friction, flies, or famine keep us from feasting on what God has before us. And so here's what I want you to declare today. Each week we are sharing a truth to declare and an action to apply. This week's truth to declare is this. Rest is about proximity, not productivity. Rest is about proximity, not productivity. It's easy with an anxious heart and, a, and an unsettled mind to think that we have to go, we have to go, we have to go. 
But what happens is we get distracted by flies or we experience friction with other sheep or we start eating things that are contaminated and not good for us. Instead, we find rest when we stay close to the shepherd, when we allow the shepherd to lead us to still waters, when we allow the shepherd to make us lie down in green pastures. Wherever you're watching or listening to this message right now, I want you to pause and take a deep breath. Ready? Here we go. In the busyness of life, there are times where we forget to pause. But thankfully, thankfully, we have a good shepherd who makes us lie down in green pastures. And he leads us beside still waters. As Pastor Carl Lentz says, sheep don't strive. We don't have to go out and fend for ourselves. The good shepherd is right there with us. And if we understand that we are not leading the way, but we are following the good shepherd and we stay close to him, we can find rest and peace for our souls. So the truth to declare is rest is about proximity, not productivity. That allow the good shepherd to make us lie down in the green pastures and the still waters. And you, I promise you, will find rest for your soul. And so the action to apply this week is this. Trust the shepherd. The key to rest is trust. I know for me, just being transparent with you, this productivity thing is tough because I'm driven. And I don't necessarily worry a lot, but I can't turn my mind off. But years ago, someone shared with me this truth that God says it's okay for us to sleep because He doesn't need it. Think about that. Whether you fall asleep at like 7 at night or 2 in the morning, guess what happens? The world continues on. That if we trust God with our situation, in my case as a pastor, as I trust God with the future of our church and my family and my calling, that allows me to take a deep breath, to pause, and, and ultimately find rest. Choose to trust the shepherd today and he will make you lie down in green pastures. He will lead you beside still waters. And when you draw close to him, he will draw close to you and you can find the rest that you've been searching for. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for making us lie down. God, sometimes fear can keep us from resting. Sometimes we have friction with our relationships. Sometimes we are distracted by small things like flies. And other times we are famished and we are hungry because we are not feasting on the nourishment that you have offered to us in your word. Help us draw close to you. Help us to remember that rest is about proximity, not productivity. And help us learn to rest by trusting you, the Good Shepherd. We give this day, we give our lives, and we give this rest up to you. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen.